Today my guests are Worthy McCormick and Bond Camp, two college friends who have surfed and skied around the world and now are building a business in Breckenridge, Colorado called The Bivy. It's a new take on a hostel and we're going to talk a little bit about that and what it's like to live in Breckenridge, Colorado. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks Glad for getting in touch. And you guys not only look, live in one of the most beautiful places in Colorado, but you started a business there. Tell me a little bit about your uh, business in Breckenridge. So we started a modern hostel, essentially, and took influences from other places that we've been in, in Asia and Central America and South America, um, and we brought them to the States and really trying to do something different that not a ton of Americans have seen. Um, so that's what we're doing. And how long have you guys been in business there? We just opened up December 3rd, uh, so it's not even a year yet. Wow, okay. So you guys are in the thick of it, man. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And how long have you guys been in Breckenridge then? Just since, uh, just about a year since June 6th of last year is when we fully committed to the property and moved up here and then started developing, um, you know, renovating and developing the entire concept. So had you lived in Breckenridge before? You know, we hadn't, but uh, Bond had lived down in, uh, we both went to Colorado University. Bond had lived there for five years and then I'd lived in the Front Range, Boulder and Denver for 10 years. Um, so, you know, when you're living in the Front Range, you obviously spend a lot of time coming up into the mountains. Um, so, uh, it's definitely, Breckenridge is not foreign to us at all, but we were living in the front range for a lot of that time. Okay. So tell me about Breckenridge. Like what is the town like? Um, and why did you guys decide to, um, finally, you know, pull up stakes and move there? Uh, the town is great. Um, it's the best part about it is it's so close to Denver. So we, you know, we get a lot of visitors and that's a lot of the reason we ended up, you know, up here. But also in the area, there's just so many options, so much to do, you know, not just in the winter. You know, obviously in the winter, we have the skiing and the snowboarding side of things. But, um, but you know, in the, in the summer, we have biking, hiking, mountain, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, mountain biking, uh, fly fishing. You know, you can kind of do a little bit of everything up here. So that's kind of what drew us to the area. And Breckenridge is more of a, a town than a lot of the other ones are. I mean, it, it when you go there, 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 it's a it's a town. It's developed. There's, you know, it seems different in that way. Say from Crested Butte, which is you know kind of like one one or two streets. It seems like or um, Telluride. What um, what are kind of the special things that you feel make Breckenridge unique? Well, I think especially being so close to Denver, it's, it's one of the few places that um, maintains uh, its Colorado vibe. Um, you know, if you were to compare it to Vail, Vail is very new and constructed all around the resort and the mountain, um, and Breckenridge has been around for so long and has a lot of history, and it, they've done a great job at maintaining Main Street and, and keeping that historic feel. So it really just has an incredible um, incredible vibe when you're here, and, and the locals as well are just great people and very outdoorsy. And would you say it's probably got more of a year-round feel to it, um, even on like shoulder seasons maybe because of the because it's a you know it's a, it's a real town yeah i definitely say it does uh, more so than a, a few other places um, but you know it's still there's definitely um, a little bit slower time but 
the people that are living here really do enjoy it because it's so hectic, um, which is good for work, you know, and everyone is very happy being a part of um, sort of a little bit more of a bustling Breckenridge and, um, but, uh, you know, it definitely slows down a little bit, but it's nice everyone can relax for a second. So. Yeah, and and so how did you find, um, you went up there with the whole idea of starting a business, so it's, you kind of didn't do like sort of the ski bum kind of thing. You, you were already... Um, had plans in mind. How did you go about sort of establishing yourself there, finding out who you need to talk to and what, how to get established in that town? I think it just comes down to meeting people and making friends. You know, it's not a huge town. I think there's only, um, it's about 3,900 people year round. Um, so it's a pretty close community. Um, and it just comes from going out and meeting people and being a good person. Yeah, don't you think, I mean, all, these towns are, it's all about who you meet and really getting out there and just talking to people to get, get right. yourself going. Definitely. And to go back uh, to what we were talking about with the, uh, you know, making it a year-round town, um, I also wanted to point out that, you know, the Chamber of Commerce here does a great job through, like, gobreck.com and, and sites like that, just making sure that there's always events going on all summer, which kind of make it more of a year-round destination rather than just a ski town as well. And how about for uh, starting a business business there, what's the climate? Do they really help you get a business going, or are you kind of on your own to make that happen? Uh, the uh, the Chamber and GoBreck.com have been fantastic, um, you know, from uh, really everything, you know, um, especially the social media side of things. They're very active in Instagram and Facebook, and uh, especially getting out there to sort of the younger generation. So we've been able to work with them a ton and just provide great content that shows how incredible Breckenridge is. So we both work together and um, tag each other on a lot of things and really try and uh, present Breckenridge in the best light possible. That's cool. So tell me a little bit about the mountain and what that's like to ski. Because, you know, just uh, I got to be honest, I have not skied there. Um, I've been a ski you know, bum in a few places, but that's a mountain that I don't know much about. And I don't know that there's a giant reputation out there for a certain, you know, like you'll talk about Jackson, which has the steeps or Taos or things like that. What would you say that Breckenridge Mountain should be known for? I think Breckenridge should be known for its appeal to like to anybody, you know, a family of Five that has never been on skis in their entire life is going to have a great time here. Whereas, you know, maybe at Jackson Hole, it might be a little out of their league. But also, like a really advanced skier can go over to some of the new stuff over on Peak Six and then have a great day over there, or just some of the Horseshoe Bowl or Imperial Bowl. Like, there's there's a little bit of everything for everyone, and that's what I think makes it a great mountain and also a great place to have a, a business like ours. And would you say that it gets crazy overcrowded, sort of like Vail does, or does it? Is it somewhere between like Vail and Copper, where Copper you really don't have that as many lift lines, but Vail kind of gets overwhelmed during um, sort of peak and that kind of thing. Well, I mean, of course, you know, in the in the peak of the season, you know, Christmas and like around spring break, it gets pretty busy. But uh, you know, and on on weekends, but I would say it's kind of in between. Um, I don't think you see the lift lines like you hear about over in Vail where they could apparently see them from out outer space. <laughs> uh, 
But, yeah, I mean, it definitely gets crowded from time to time, but most days I don't I don't feel that the crowd is too bad. Um, and you can definitely find some fresh tracks if you if you know where to look. And especially with the whole expansion. Um, so this year they just opened up Peak 6 and put a new chair over there, and then they increased uh, skiable acreage by close to 600 acres. Um, so that really helps spread people out. It gives, you know, it's more lift access. Um, and then I, I believe they're replacing some of the other chairs with more high speed, um, this year. So, you know, it does, there are a lot of people that come here, but the mountain's done an awesome job just kind of catering to that and spreading everyone out across all the peaks. So what, and would you say when you talk about peak six and all that, are there, um, big back bowls, um, that intermediates can go to what, what's it kind of like in the, on on the mountain for, um, are there places kind of go and disappear? Do you have to be an expert to do that? Um, you know, it, 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 the mountain is so wide and there's such a huge range of everything that you can absolutely disappear. Um, but I mean, you just have to kind of ask around and know where to go. And I think that's where you can get away from people is if you sort of dial it in on the the secret places to go and the little powder stashes and things like that but if you're going up to the top um there's definitely you know you could there's a small part of you know ski or a hikeable access terrain where it does get pretty aggressive um you know up to 45 50 degree pitch but then it, you know if you ski down under the lift i think any intermediate skier could ski down under the lift so you just sort of gauge your own ability if you want to hike farther over into some of the steeper shoots you can do that but you can also ski down right under the lift of Imperial and things. So, all of the towns sort of have their signature events that really make them unique. What would you say about Breckenridge for you know either winter or summer? Um, some events that really make it stand out a little different from other the other uh, ski towns. Um, in the summer, I think a really popular event out here is the U.S. Pro Cycle. Uh, which is coming up pretty soon here. I'm not sure of the exact dates, but uh, right, August, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty big event. People get really excited about it. Um, and then we have some other ones. We have like Uller Fest, which Breck, which is very unique to Breck, um, and it's like kind of a whole festival. And Kingdom Days, you know, they race porta potties down the street, and kind of it's kind of <laughs> you know. It, for the miners, or like minor heritage, it's pretty cool. And it's more local events too. It's it's not as corporate driven as you know some of the events I feel like in Vail and some of the other mountains where they you know it'll be like the GoPro games and things like that. I feel like ours are more uh, local driven and uh, and really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and in the uh, in the winter we also you know we have the Dew Tour that comes every year and that's always a really fun week as well. And so, um, wait, you got to talk a little bit more about the, what was it, the one where the porta-potties are in the, <laughs> down the street? What is that? What's that event? That's, uh, that's Kingdom Days, and it's just kind of uh, to, you know, boast our heritage, you know, our mining culture, I guess. And so um, they make, people make porta-potties, and then they race them down the street. <laughs> it's like a team of four or five people. Yeah. Uh, it sounds Titching. crazy. Yeah. Is that in the summertime then? That's in the summertime, yep. Okay. Um, so a little bit more about you guys. Um, the two of you guys are pretty young to, um, I mean, you know, relatively, I guess, 29, starting um, the Bivouac, which is a very unique hostel idea. But it's not really um, 
strictly a hostel. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it is? <laughs> is it um, more like a and b I heard, and a little bit hostile, and kind of this unique combination? You know, um, it is, you know, it's, you know, we really embrace the hostile culture and community. Um, and maybe people use the word bed and breakfast just because, um, because it's a nicer establishment. They associate maybe hostels as being somewhat uh, seedy or dirty, or maybe there's some uh, common misconceptions about hostels. Right. Um, but we are, uh, I, I don't see us as a bed and breakfast at all. Okay. Um, I, I have these yeah. conceptions about bed and breakfast as well, so I guess it goes two ways. But, um, you know, we're really here for the, the passionate skiers and snowboarders, and that's where the entire concept is derived from. Um, so I don't necessarily see, you know, the luxury hotels or the bed and breakfast catering to the true outdoor enthusiasts. And I think that's our niche and that's, that's what we're here to do and who we're trying to provide accommodations for. Well, you know what? I love what you guys have on your website. It says, um, <laughs> where you have bookings, it says, must read. The bivy is a hostel. We like to play rock and roll, adventure in the Rocky Mountains, drink tasty draft beer, and make friends with the other awesome guests. If the above is not to your liking, please visit another booking site and reserve a more conventional hotel. That kind of <laughs> sums it up really well. <laughs> well, we just had to be straightforward. We figured, you know? No, that's great. We limited space, and we really think that um, the atmosphere is incredibly important to our, to our, to the bivy. So, um, so we, we might as well be really straightforward with everyone and make sure that if they wanted a, and this is why I go back to the bed and breakfast thing, but if they wanted a quaint bed and breakfast, that maybe that's not exactly what we are. And we just don't want people to be upset with their stay if they come here and rather, uh, you know, we only have 10 rooms, so we'd rather just get the outgoing, um, social clientele that we're after. So. Right, yeah, you're, disclaimer. Yeah, you're <laughs> evaluating them as much as they evaluate you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With limited space here. We gotta make sure we have some cool guests. Yes. Um, it's kind of funny because I uh, the other thing I I have you know you know about certain resort towns is that some of them are you know kind of filled with a lot of empty houses and things. Um, you know, people only live there for a week, a year, or two weeks, or a month, or something like that. What is Breckenridge have any of that? Because every time I go, it the town just seems like it's really, uh, you know, alive. Like there are locals right in town. You don't have to live a million miles away. What, what would you say to that? I think I think a, a small amount of that does exist, but I think you don't really see it because there'll be a you know, a big mansion back in the trees on Baldy Mountain looking out over Breckenridge. And maybe those places um, are sort of empty and maybe not rented out all the time. But, you know, there's such a such a good group of locals here and everyone lives, lives in town or close to town or walking distance. So, you know, people are jumping on their bikes all the time and biking around town. And that's, you know, common mode of transportation. And people are grilling out on their decks, you know, right on Ridge Street, really close to Main Street and even on Main Street and in, in those condos, mm -hmm. people will be grilling out, you know, right in the mix of things. So um, I think close to town, you don't see that. And I think if they are, they're just kind of um, hidden back in the woods. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's one of the great things I love about the town is it's definitely, it's full of locals and, you know, um, and there's always something going on. So what about looking for a place to live there? What would you, what a kind of advice would you say to someone who wants to move up there and is looking for a place? Hmm. 
like where uh, to live and, and how to look for it and what's the best um, arrangement, what's the best part of town to live in that, you know, it's affordable for a normal person. Right, right. Um, I mean, obviously we're in a resort town, so everything's a little bit uh, escalated on pricing-wise, but uh, it does get a little bit cheaper if you head out towards Blue River, um, which is a great area. It's really pretty out there, and it's a little more rural. Um, but the best way to, to find a place is to just jump on Craigslist. There's always people, you know, looking to rent their condo or their house and, uh, you know, and also people just looking for roommates. If you were just planning on coming out here for the season, there's always people on there just, you know, trying to find roommates so they can all keep going together on a place and, and be able to afford it. What about does um does the ski mountain offer any um, employee housing or does employee housing exist in Breckenridge? It does. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Vale Resorts you know runs the mountain and they also provide housing for all their employees. And is it in town or where is that located then? If you work on the mountain of Breckenridge and you're working for Vale. Yeah, I'm not sure. There are, there are a few different spots and I uh, I couldn't really pinpoint it to be honest with you, but. And other people who do live there are happy with it. And we, a lot of times, we'll have a few people that are moving into town will come and stay with us for a few days while they're figuring out their housing. So um, we have a ton of really good friends that have come through here and sort of joined the Bivy family. And then now they're uh, working for the mountain or working in town and have their own place or corporate housing and uh, more established. But, um, you know, I think everyone's really happy with, with all of the housing. And um, it's not like, it, nearly impossible to find a place to live inside town like no definitely not um you know we have there are, there are a ton of people that are in our age range and you know the uh like 18 to 30 year old young adult that are living right in town and really you know two blocks away from main street so there's a ton of housing really close oh that's amazing well and i love what you said too though about the bivy family um that kind of really encapsulates the whole idea when you move to a town like this a resort town you it's a it's kind of a family just you do get to know everyone and um that's pretty amazing that you you guys have that um feeling of keeping touch keeping in touch with people and once they kind of um, become part of the lifestyle there you guys keep in touch and know what's going on later mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and we still have people that have come in and you know, maybe stayed for a week or two while they're figuring out their housing, and then they'll stop in, um, you know, every couple of weeks and just say hi, or we'll see them in town. So it just, uh, it's a really cool community, good people. And just curious, I know you guys didn't have to come there and look for a job, um, but what would you say are the best employers probably um, in the area to work for that you, that you know of? just depends on what style of job. Obviously, being in a resort town, a lot of it's going to be hospitality, um, a lot of bar and restaurant work. Um, but, you know, it's just, it really, it just depends on really what you're looking for. You know, and, and I, I think the, uh, the mountain's really great to work, to work for as well. You know, we had, we had a friend that we met through the bivy as well. He came and stayed uh, for like a week or two when he first moved to town and, and he was really driven and and from what I can tell it seems like the people that are more driven that want to move up in the comp in, in the resort over there have that ability to do that and uh, he's done pretty well for himself I believe. Yeah it's kind of easy sometimes if you just come up and you don't know anyone to get get the 
the ski mountain job because sometimes they they'll sort out your pass your living and everything and then you can get to know the town better and then maybe if you stay another year the summer whatever you're really hooked up and you know what to do and exactly where the best places are and what about so if you want to make good tips and stuff what are the hot restaurants where that are always packed that um you can make up you know probably the best like waiter type money <laughs> do you know that yeah so um and there are obviously places that we love to go as well. And I just went last night. But um, there's a place called Twist and, a, and another place called Relish. They're owned by the same same people, and those are uh, they're just delicious food. Um, and everyone that works there, I mean, it's packed out, and everyone does incredibly well. And there's another place, uh, Modus, that's on Main Street, right in the center of town. And they have a great uh, craft cocktail selection and amazing food and delicious happy hour. And um, that place is also just packed out on the regular. Um, and then we have got some friends that work at those, and they are very happy. What about locals deals? And uh, You know, every town has them. Um, what, what would you say are the best locals deals in Breckenridge, um, I don't know, for skis or activities or um, just things that people wouldn't know about unless they'd lived there for a while? Uh, one of the things that they do um, is, is during the off season is they have a two for one special and it's pretty much a, a town wide special for eating. Um, and you know the nicest restaurants, everyone participates, and it's basically two entrees for the price of one. So everything is essentially half off, um, and it's really just for locals. They're there during the off season, so it keeps people out, and it's really fun. And um, you know everyone's kind of in the mix and meeting each other and trying some of these places that it might have been a little bit too expensive to try during the season or there might have been a wait but um, you know they're cleared out and all the food is fantastic so and half off for locals so that's kind of something to look forward to every off season. What about places that you that locals know about um, hidden places to camp or hike or ski backcountry things that maybe um, of that line that people wouldn't know about unless they live there for a while. They're not going to be secrets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's given me one. <laughs> okay, well, we won't go into fly fishing spots. We'll okay. talk about... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess it's not a huge secret, but a great place to go and camp, and you can find a bunch of really awesome hidden little jewels for campsites is up towards uh, like Mohawk Lakes area. You know, it's really pretty up there, and and there's some really cool spots to camp uh, on the lower lakes, not the upper upper Mohawk, but like lower Mohawk and uh, what is it, Mayflower Lakes? Yeah, Mayflower. yeah, it's really nice up there, and it does it. It's not a crazy long hike; you can get up there fairly quickly, and it's nice. Oh, or you could uh, go up to Crystal Lake. You can actually four wheel drive all the way up there if you're feeling lazy, and and camp out there as well, and possibly catch a fish or two it's a lot less crowded than mohawks that's like the a lot of people do mohawks it's one of the most beautiful or the most beautiful hike in breckenridge um but then next to it is this this amazing little um trek as well and some really beautiful territory and it's just um one sort of gulch over um, but no one really goes there and that's sort of a little secret spot that you can camp at uh, that's cool yeah. <laughs> i knew i could get one out of you <laughs> <laughs> so just a little bit more about um, you guys. Um, tell me a little bit about um, 
what you you guys both went to college together and then you guys were big time surfers and skiers and that took you pretty much all over the place tell me a little bit about some of your travels and and um and what you ended up doing on some of your trips around the world um so while we were in college uh you know we were living in colorado so we were in the mountains all the time so skiing you know uh, ski travel wasn't a huge focus because we were already here and um you know within colorado obviously in wyoming we were traveling but not that much internationally um but we'd always do trips we spent a lot of time in ecuador and we've been down through central america probably seven or eight times together i'd say just uh just backpacking with our surfboards and trying to find waves and cruising around and meeting people and taking in the culture um and then Let's see, recently we did a trip to Cuba and El Salvador and Nicaragua, or we weren't in Nicaragua in that one, we were in Nicaragua before, but it was Guatemala and El Salvador and then Cuba, um, a little surf and then rock climbing trip in Cuba, and uh, you know, just kind of taking it all in and learned as much as we can, um, not with really a, a, you know, expectations of opening up a hostel, but just um, you sort of take it all in while you're traveling, and then we thought that we could uh, put together a pretty fun concept with the Bivy, so. Yeah, it is. I mean, just an aside, it is funny. If you've traveled around the world, the hostel cu culture is so much more developed and interesting and um, kind of conducive to people meeting each other in other countries. In America, traveling alone through hostels is not the same as other places. I don't know what why that is or why it hasn't really flourished here because we definitely get a lot of international visitors but I think you you know you hit it on the head that definitely starting that culture is really needed here so I was really excited when I saw you guys start this um, venture for sure. Cool well I'm glad you like it yeah that's a big part of it as well for us is um, sort of the socialization that goes on in hostels you know um, we try and keep our rooms pretty simple and uh, and really put a lot of um, we put a lot of influence into um, just making the common area really nice and um, comfortable and really kind of get everyone out of their rooms and meeting each other and sitting by the fireplace. So um, we think that is a really special part of the hostel culture and not just uh, sitting in your room with a remote control in hand watching TV, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, so. and in that, are you guys going to start any um, activities with your hostel guests or are you staying out of that side of it? No, we absolutely are. Um, we've just we've been really working to dial things in um, as far as the business standpoint, and we feel like once we get the operations and everything dialed in and everything perfect, then we move to working on the activities and maybe we can do some um, ski touring and uh, little adventures based out of the bivy for guests that want to do it. Um, so that's kind of where we're going, and then. Um, we're starting doing something uh, in September. We're doing a little um, outdoorsman fest, which we're doing. You know, it's uh, you know, sunrise yoga and sort of educational bits on uh, you know backcountry cooking and knot tying for rock climbing and all sorts of fun stuff. So in Breckenridge, yeah, we're doing it at the Bivy. Oh, that's cool. And you know, it just makes me think because you guys have obviously traveled a ton and you know you know how to do it. Um, uh, you could you could even do uh, trips, I guess, with your guests in the off season if you wanted to do that. What, you probably love that month or so when you get to just go off on your own, though I'm sure. 
and yeah, surf. but we have we have pretty cool guests. So a lot of them are our friends as well. So I don't think it would feel it wouldn't feel like we were uh, leading a tour or anything if we did do a, you know a little excursion with some people. It would probably be pretty fun. Tell me a little bit about how you got the money for the business and um, decided to take the plunge to start a business. Um. I so after I graduated college, I started a business in Boulder. It was a bar and restaurant called The Goose. Um, basically, built that up over four years, and then recently sold it right before we started this. Um, and by that's when Bon and I went on this pretty big trip, and um, we're kind of both looking for the next thing, I guess. Um, and then kind of came across this idea. So um, that was, I guess, part of the capital being raised was just from the sale of that first business that put into this and then um, and then you know just uh, having really nice banks that believe in your concept and a solid business plan are there things that you learned along the way that you would um, you know give advice to other people for starting a business in a small resort town like this what, what would you say that are, are your best advice things that you would do the same way again and things you would do differently um, I to be honest with you, I can't think of anything that I would do too differently. I think we really put it together. Uh, with the restaurant, I'd do a ton of stuff differently. <laughs> right. You got to learn <laughs> before you came results, up here, so didn't you? you? learned it the hard way. Right. Um, but I think we dialed it in really well for this, and we didn't have any hiccups, and we were totally had all of these plan Bs and plan Cs and plan Ds, you know, if this went wrong and that went wrong, and everything went incredibly smooth. It was actually really surprising, uh, knock on wood. But, yeah, um, Advice for starting a business, I'd say just uh, um, I just is really planning it out and uh, and sleeping on any thoughts yeah. that you have and making sure that you're making the correct decision because it's so easy to get infatuated by these ideas and um, think that it might just be the next biggest thing and it's really important to sleep on a, an idea and um, properly evaluate it. So you know we were obviously really excited when we came up with this, but you know sleep on it. Do, do your proper research and uh, and just make sure you're 100% confident in what you're doing. So, And then I guess you did pick Breckenridge over the other towns for, I mean, I guess what you've already talked about, which is it's, it's a town that's a, a good place to start a business. I mean, had you considered any other towns like this before you settled on Breckenridge? Uh, you know, we knew that we wanted it to be within this um, within this area of you know Keystone, Copper, A Basin, Breckenridge area, um, you know when we were going to see you and you know the whole time we we're living on the Front Range, this is mainly where we went to ski, um, and we saw the bivy being developed more for Front Range people that you know really um, wanted to be able to come up and avoid I seventy traffic and be able to spend the night and really saw this as sort of like a safe haven for them. Um, and then that's you know why we knew we were gonna why we wanted to be in this area. Um, we looked at um, we looked at a place in Keystone, but it just it um, it just isn't as special as Breckenridge. So yeah, there's nothing there's no there there really. I mean, it's a nice mountain to ski, but um, it's kind of just a condo right. you know, spot. Um, and just you know, one other thing, I've got to say, it's a little unusual to meet two people like you that are backpackers, surfers that have done like, you know, the months on the road thing and also had a successful business or wanted to sit down and put roots down and start a business. And 
and you're able to juggle sort of both of these lifestyles because you guys were just on another trip recently. I mean, what do you think, what's your philosophy on that, on, on juggling that kind of lifestyle? I think it's healthy. Yeah. Um, I think you wouldn't, <laughs> I think for the type of person that likes to be somewhat of a vagabond and travel and just live out of their backpack sometimes, I think that, uh, we're really, um, lucky to be able to do what we're doing right now and, and have solid income and work and something that we really care about. Um, and then when it comes to the, some of the slower seasons, we can, uh, you know, can take off for a little bit and still feed that desire for adventure and go explore and, you know, experience new cultures. Um, I think, yeah, it's the healthiest thing we could be doing. Yeah, do you think that you could have settled down with this business if you didn't have some off-season time to go and pursue other things? Uh, I mean, it would it would definitely be tough, but uh, the business is so fulfilling, you know, seeing people happy and seeing people really stoked when they walk in the door. Um, that I could definitely do it for a long time, but having that time off is, you know, it's amazing. Um, and we, we really appreciate it. Right. And it's also fun. We can bring back little bits and pieces of travels and, and, and bring them back to the Bivy as well. Um, so that's part of, you know, that was our original influence, but it's still, it's the Bivy's, uh, an ongoing, um, ongoing project. So we can change little things or add fun little, um, ideas that we can take in from around the world. So constantly progressing. Right, you can kind of use it as a base to just do a lot of other things with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what do you think, um, what do you guys see yourselves doing in like five or ten years then? I think we're going to be <laughs> doing the same thing with a few businesses. Yeah. <laughs> So that feels right to you. And, and Breckenridge, if you, had, if you had advice to give to someone um, who was thinking about living um, and maybe starting a business in a resort town, um, what would you say to them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it depends on what sort of business. You know, it's just uh, there's so many different forms of commerce. It depends on what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, yeah, and like we kind of already talked about, I mean, I think the biggest part about what we did is spent a really long time. I think we spent, what, almost six months working on our business plan and really trying to think out every possible scenario and, and write a great business plan to where there were no surprises. Uh, I, I think that's what really made the, the bivy possible is just having everything so well thought out. I think that's a great advice for anyone, whether or not they want to move to a resort and start a business, but um, is to be thoughtful and, and, uh, and do your research, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, and um, I can't wait to uh, see what's going to happen with the bivy. I can imagine all kinds of really cool things um, that will spring out of that. Cool. Well, yeah. thanks for getting in touch with us. When are you going to come stay? <laughs> uh, I'm ready now. <laughs> all right. Well, give us a call. All right.